This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is going to be episode 39. We'll either stand united or we'll hang separately. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, and all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, glory, and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. So, Over the past, I want to say, week, I um, the Lord Jesus and his blessed mother was just giving me ideas for um, podcast ideas. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's been an embarrassment of riches. And I wrote down, oh, I don't know, six or seven topics. And there was a particular topic that I thought of maybe a week previously, and I thought I'd written it down. But it turns out I didn't. And the topic in question is, Um, unity. Now, this is going to be obviously directed at Sedvacantis in particular, like a lot of my material is. Even though I'm 90% certain a lot of Sedvacantis do not, um, do not, uh, visit this channel. What I'm suspecting is, is a lot of Vatican II types just going off my analytics. They're the ones who do. And, well, I, I hope that the Lord blesses them. You know, there's an irony here, and I spoke in an early ep earlier episode that there's one particular irony in particular that I absolutely despise. And that irony is, is watching something that I have been talking about, you know, warning people against, warning people against, trying to get them, you know, with the Lord working through me, of course, to, to rethink and having it come true anyway. Now, in the case of unity, I have been stressing unity since I started this in November. Um, so, you know, some people might think, well, you know, it's only been six or seven months. What are you freaking out about? Well, what I'm, it, it, I'm not necessarily freaking out. However, and by the way, 
when I speak of unity, I'm not just talking about in this podcast. I've, I've stressed it in my Twitter as well, which is even newer. So, yes, I understand, but um, apparently um, the, the whole unity concept, at least as far as American set of a contest goes, is falling on deaf ears. Now, I don't know, well, and part of the irony that I'm despising is that at least as far as Twitter is concerned, the set of accountants on Twitter seem to be united with the United States Masonic Government Incorporated. But when it comes to their fellow set of accountants, they don't support and they don't, they just don't support them. And a lot of this, there, because we're talking about individuals, uh, I'm not going to cudgel my brain trying to figure out people. And I always say, I'm not here to try to figure out people's motivations or their, their, their spiritual state. That's God's job. Um, and because we're all individuals, there are probably individual slight variations, is what I say. There are probably slight variations. Um. Uh, Using my own uh, common reasoning as Bishop Sanborn uses, I suspect that, and I think I covered this in episode four when I was taking set of accountants to task to begin with, that um I, I suspect that the, the, there's two main things and anything after these two things is probably um, it, it, it's, it's probably personal reasons for individuals. The first thing that I'm thinking of, of the lack of unity, um, would be personalities. Because especially the, well, I'm, I'm not even going to dog out the millennials and the Zoomers for this particular, because um, we Xers and the Boomers are guilty of it as well. Basically, if a person has a personality that you find offensive, you shut them down, you ignore them. And once again, I want to give my disclaimer. Everything that I've talked about and everything that um, I'm that I that I'm talking about that I've talked about previously, I've either been guilty of in the past or um, 
am guilty of in present. I think it's more a sign of modernity and to you set of accountants out there that think you're something special, that you're a re, uh, reincarnated um, monk or nun or saint from the 13th and 14th century brought to present day life, it, you know, it may not be that extreme. I actually use hyperbole as, as a tool. And let's get something else straightened out too. Most, I would say, 85 to 90% of what I do on this podcast is done for a particular purpose and reason. I use hyperbole as a rhetorical tool to try to show people how ridiculous their ideas are. Now, in this particular case, obviously... Most set of contest, if not all, don't consider themselves reincarnated saints or, or, you know, whatever from the 13th and 14th century. But this concept of thinking that just because you believe in the one true pre-Vatican II Catholic Church, that you're somehow not, um, that you're, that you're somehow not touched by your culture and your society in one way or another. And I've, I've consumed enough set, uh, you know, enough set of conscious materials to, un, uh, to see this in, in, in real time, in, in, in real time. There, there are people that actually think that somehow that the, God's law of being born when you were born and into the culture and society that you are born somehow doesn't apply to them. I'm, I'm a set of a contest. There's no way I'm, I'm a modernist. If you don't wake up, if you do not wake up out of the sleep you're in and if, if you continue to labor in this delusion, and that's what it is, it's a delusion, then when the great tribulation comes, um, the only thing I'm, I'm going to say is God, ha God and his blessed mother have mercy on your soul. Because just given my 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 secular reading or I'm sorry my reading of secular history and totalitarianism in general I believe that the great reset and the great tribulation are somehow interlinked um, I you know I can't give you facts and figures I can't give you proof it's just a hunch I have you you're free to reject it or accept it as you will and so it is my firm belief that when the Great Tribulation comes, we are going to see mass murder and mass chaos on a scale not imagined in all of human history. 
I've said in an earlier episode, when they go after the true Catholics, I, I truly believe it's going to make the pagan persecutions of the uh, earliest Christians look like a walk in the park. But that's not what this episode is about. This is about unity. But while we're on the subject of unity, I want to remind you, especially you know-it-all set of contests, of the fact that what kept the one true Catholic faith in the times of the early persecutions, in other words, from the persecution of the Jew Jewish Christians in Judea at the time after Jesus' death, from the time of the Roman persecutions until Constantine legalized Christianity in the 300s and beyond, has been Catholic unity. This is not about personalities. This is not about approaches. As long as we agree on the baseline that Vatican II is heretical, we should be supporting people in this. Now, obviously, you know, out-and-out -out heretics like the Demon Brothers, no, we cannot support out-and-out -out heretics. But <laughs> we have actual set of accountists who are trying in their own way to get the message out and we're not supporting each other for whatever personal reason. But um, I said that, you know, personality was, is one of the reasons what, for lack of unity. The second reason is for some odd reason, I'm, and I'm only going to speak in the case of American side of a contest. Americans are hammered with this false notion of, of uh, independence. Oh, you can't tell me what to do. I ain't listening to you, brah. Can't tell me what to do. And this, this false sense of independence, without getting too theologically in the weeds, when the saints and the doctors of the church, and St. Paul in particular in the New Testament, talks about Christian freedom, a lot of ignorant people get it twisted and think that this means the freedom to do what you want to do, how you want to do it. That is not what um, true Catholic freedom means. What true Catholic freedom does mean is the freedom to do what you should do. So this... And, and, you know, 
I really, um, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this, I, I am trying to be charitable, but there are some aspects when it comes, um, I really have a hard time dealing with people who should know better, but for whatever reason, don't, don't know or choose not to acknowledge it. Um, within Catholicism, you have the independence to do what you should do, which is um, honor the one true Catholic Church and form a relationship with Lord Jesus and his blessed mother. And, and um, if the government or society or culture is trying to keep you from do that, doing that, you you have the independence to continue to do that, even if they're trying to stop that. But what is pernicious about the American form of independence is, is people think that, well, I, I just do what I think is correct. If all the Catholics prior to Vatican II followed that heir, and that's being charitable, then the Catholic Church would not have survived because we would have had millions of individuals off doing their own thing without the unity of Catholic. Because the Catholic Church, and this is another thing that I think a lot of people get twisted, the Catholic Church is more than teachings. And when I say community, see one of my previous episodes for uh, more in-depth explanation. Community doesn't mean your little clique of buddies. Your little clique of buddies who, oh yeah, man, you know, we're, we're, we're set of accountants, yeah. But anybody outside of our little clique can go pound sand. That's not what community means. Community means... That if we share the same beliefs, if we share the same teachings, and if we share the same devotion to the heavenly kingdom, that we are united through those things. That is what our, makes our community. Not your little neighborhood parish of based in red pilled Sedvacantis. That, you know, I mean, on, on a small scale, yes, that is your community. The reason I'm hammering home unity is that when the, when the great tribulation comes, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You can choose to disregard this, that, you know. When that happens, we are going to need to be supportive in, in so far as we can to every set of a contest outside of our little group, you know, our little parish or whatever, our little group, our little clique. And I'm going to be honest enough to give you a confession, a frank one. 
I've always, long before I even thought of becoming a follower of Jesus Christ and his blessed mother, I've always despised cliques because I recognized them for what they were. They were your little exclusive in-club. And it's basically, it boils down to a mutual back-padding association with usually the most popular person within that group being your little guru. And I've never had time for that. Never. I've always despised it from, you know, from at least the age of 12. Because when you're in this little group, the only way I can describe it is there was an episode on South Park where people who were driving Priuses, because remember back in the early 2000s, you were showing what an enlightened individual you were by driving an electric car, that they were farting into glasses and they were sniffing their farts. That is what a click is. You're basically sniffing each other's farts. And if that's vulgar for you, I, uh, you know, I, I, if, 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 if that's too vulgar for you, um, in all charity, um, I'm not in, well, <laughs> my bottom line is, uh, I, fart is sniffing your own farts to me. As, as far as vulgarities go, to me, that's a very mild one. That's a very mild vulgarity. And as I said in ad nauseum throughout this podcast, I am going to use within the bounds of charity and uh, understanding whatever methods are necessary to try to wake you up. Okay, so as far as vulgarity goes, to me, it's very minor. But as I said earlier in this episode itself, 85 to 95% of what I say is said for a reason, is said for a purpose. It's not said at random. And if... Quite frankly, if you're so, if you're so, um, oh, I forget what the Catholic term is, um, (sighs) scrupulous. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're so scrupulous that the, the, the expression sniffing your own farts offends you, I can't help you. (laughs) I can't. To me, that's being overly scrupulous. And honesty, honestly, my understanding of certain types of scrupulosity, or not certain types, but the uh, the intensity of scrupulosity. I've heard uh, not just uh, Father Bernard Utley talk about it, but Bishop Sanborn and his uh, priests say that a lot of times in intense scrupulosity, it's just an excuse 
people used it as an excuse, whether knowingly or unknowingly, to avoid looking at their own spiritual shortcomings and faults. Anyhow. So I have no time for this, you know, and <laughs> to those, to the uninitiated, I, 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 I grew up in the seventies. Okay. So we had no social media and a lot of the younger generations forget that back in the seventies, we didn't have Tinder or Twitter or you know, the interwebs, we didn't have it. So when clicks were formed, they were physical clicks. But I have noticed um, from the very first time I was on social media in the early 2000s that clicks were formed within, within um, the confines of the internet. And over, I want to say, at least since 2016, what was once a minor annoying trend has now become an obnoxious, obnoxious way of life. And there's nothing more obnoxious than a bunch of self-righteous, um, egoist, thinking that they know better than everyone else because... They're, you know, if, if they were anybody, they would be in their little community. Okay. And by the way, you know, set of contests, I'm not just, not just singling you out. Everybody on social media, the seculars, the, the atheists, the agnostics, everybody has their own little clique that they call a community. But we, the reason why I, you know, it appears that I'm picking on you is because we consider ourselves true Catholics. So if we do, then we should have an inherent understanding of how important unity is, especially in this time and place. Um, Benjamin Franklin, the Archmace Masonic, uh, one of the founders of this Masonic government and country, once said before the triumph of our Masons over the English Masons, we either, we either fight together or we hang separately. As I never get tired of saying, even a guy like Benjamin Franklin can speak a truth. Okay? And that is that is a very astute... That, that, I actually considered that and given Ben Franklin's uh, character, I, I'm sure that if he heard me say this, he'd be spinning in his grave. But that's actually a godly principle. It's what actually had kept more or less intact Catholic society before the Protestant revolt. 
And then this, this uh, one of the seeds of that revolt was, well, you're, you're an individual. You're an atomized individual within an atomized society. And it's been downhill from there. If you cannot, if you cannot get it through your thick skulls, how important unity is, and you um, and support people that you you know you might not like their personality. You might you might think that they're an absolute jerk off. Okay, fine. But if if they're if they're true and sincere set of a contest, it doesn't matter what you think of them personally. You know, I I have I have variations and difference differences with uh with uh inner uh social media conservatives myself. Um in my charity, I just say, well, I disagree with them on this point, but basically, you know, they're against Vatican II and the modern culture and society we live in. Hey, they're good in my books. So, Like I said, uh, just given my analytics, I suspect that this message is not going to get out to actual set of a contest. Because if actual set of a contest had been listening to any of my episodes on this, on this channel, and could understand the truth inherent in what I'm saying, then these these truth seekers would be doing everything in their power to try, you know, to try to get the word out. And before I close this out, I'm just going to bluntly state um, you know, when they call social media a cesspit, when people do that, there's, there's a tinge of self-righteousness there, but ultimately, and I've said this in, in previous episodes, social media exists to enforce the sins of narcissism, pride, Egoism, presumption, self-righteousness. You know, these, these are not byproducts of social media. These are not byproducts. Social media was designed to bring out these byproducts in people who otherwise wouldn't commit these type of sins. And I remember, and it's unfortunate really, because I remember back in 2018, 
that some of the, the right-wing commentators on YouTube that I were listening to were making, they were pointing out that there uh, guys like Bill Gates, um, Jack Dorsey, you know, the, the social media giants were not allowing their kids on social media. They weren't doing it. And it, I, I thank, I thank Lord Jesus and his blessed mother that they have given me the, the insight to understand better today. Why? And it's because social media, there, there is a Catholic teaching, and you do with this what you want, that an object in and of itself is neutral. A gun, a knife, a car, a computer, a cell phone, in and of themselves is neutral. It depends on your spiritual state, how you choose to use a neutral uh, a neutral object. You could use it for uh, a car for evil by running people over. You could use a gun for good by shooting somebody who's trying to murder another person. You could use social media for good or attempt to by trying to get out pre-Vatican II message out. Or you could use it for evil by visiting a porn site or whatever. The reason I... <laughs> there, there were... There were a few reasons why I got off of Twitter in 2020 or 20 early 2021. And if it hadn't been for a particular set of a contest, her words of wisdom, which ultimately came from Lord Jesus and his blessed mother, I would have never became a set of a contest. And I don't, Honestly, I don't even remember if I've said this or not. I recognized said vacantism as the truth, but bluntly speaking, 90% of the people that were calling themselves said vacantists or traditionalist. And at that time, I didn't know the difference. Um, I was so turned off by their behavior. And by the way, just to make it clear, this was not self-righteousness on my part. Lord Jesus had given me enough humility to understand I was the most degenerate and... Uh, degenerate people that I knew and self-righteousness was not my one of my major sins I've made this clear 
in many of my episodes. Um, I, I knew that I was a scumbag. But that didn't mean that when I saw it played out in real time on social media that I was accepting of that behavior. Now, I've said this, pretty sure I've said this ad nauseum. If you are unaware of the concept that how you behave in public and on social media is a reflection that that people are watching you. And if you're giving people a horrible picture of what set of contests are like, you're driving away countless people that would otherwise be well disposed to our cause. And if you don't, if you don't get that very, very basic and very simple concept into your skull, you know, we are all responsible. That I'm not excluding myself from this. It's a very basic principle. We are all going to have to give an account for what we said, what we did, and what we thought in this life. And I'm going to have to be responsible if inadvertently... I've done the same thing. But that's why a spiritual life is important to begin with. Because if you have a spiritual life, if if you have sincere intentions, you know, you're going to become aware of your own spiritual shortcomings. Um once again I got off on a tangent. So The only reason I use social media is not because I'm some narcissist who has to say, Oh, hey, look at me. Look at me. Look at how wonderful I am. I use social media as a means to an end. That means being. I believe that God and his blessed Lord Jesus and his blessed mother have given me a message. And I want to get that message out there. That's it. And I've stated ad nauseum. Even before uh, I, I started taking my Catholicism seriously. When, when I had my my... A political Twitter account. I did. I literally did not care if I had a thousand followers, half a million followers, or one follower. I was just honestly back in 2017, 2018. I used my Twitter for two reasons. One, basically to vent to vent my political spleen, and two. I was also using it to stay in touch with other other set of contests and understand better what set of contism was all about. Which brings me full circle. Um, if it hadn't been, and 
I, I, I personally thank the lady. I hope she takes it for worth what it's worth. I personally thanked her though, because she was literally a gift to God. Because when I moved to where I'm at now, I, I DM'd her and I, I told her flat out, I said, look, I recognize set of accountism is the truth, but honestly speaking, I don't like you people. You people are as judgmental and as, 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 um, socially flawed as the worst political people out there. You know, I, I, I like your truth. I do not like your people. And once again, one me being self-righteous. It wasn't me being butthurt. I was calling, I, I call them as I see them, like it or not. And I did not like the people I was meeting on set of contest Twitter. And she told me, she said, well, you're Catholic, right? Or, you, you know, at, at the time I'm, um, a lapsed Vatican II guy. And I said, well, yeah. And she said, okay, well, then you understand the concept that there are many people within Catholicism. And that's what, that was when the light bulb came on. Well, Lord Jesus hit me with that knowledge. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And it is true. You know, in in his parable in Saint uh, the the uh, uh, the Gospel according to Saint John, he talks about the net with many fish, and that is what the, the true Catholic Church is. Well, and on a secular level, anybody who's ever worked for a large corporation, a uh, the armed services, the government, whatever, anything that has a, a large institution that holds many people, you're going to have different types of people. So I'm going to close out with this. When I take people for being, when I take set of in particular to task, I do get the concept Sedvacantis has many different has many different types of people. I'm one of them. And I get that. But the, at the same token, it is a matter of Catholic teaching. You know. Um, it's in my uh, prayer book from Father LaSance. Uh, I I th- I can't remember the teaching, the title of the teaching, but one of the duties of the Catholic, um, of, of, of a person who considers themselves Catholic is to, um, I think, correct, correct uh, the sinner. Although in this case, being an a-hole isn't necessarily being a sinner. It's just being an a-hole. But, as as I never get tired of saying, if I see if I see stuff that I can recognize is bringing discredit upon our cause, I'm going to call it out. All right, so guys, um, 
I really appreciate you listening. And I never, uh, I'm never going to get tired of saying this. Time is our most valuable resource and we should try to use it wisely. So I pray and I hope that you got something out of this. And I really appreciate that if you made it this far, um, you know, we talk about personalities. Like it or not, I'm the type of person that I just say what I think and consequences be damned. I've never tried to be popular, which is, <laughs> which is evident to anybody who's ever listened to me or my approach. Um, but I'm trying to do this as charitably as I can. And I would really like to see as many people as possible get to heaven. And I pray for everybody directly who's in my life directly and indirectly. So I, I hope and pray you got something out of this. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.